Uh, Brandon, you're going to have to intro the show for us tonight, all right, man? I am a little under the weather, and I apologize to everybody. <laughs> are we live? We are live, my friend. Oh, okay, I didn't see the countdown, so I didn't know if you were being facetious or not. Huh? Yeah, no. Well, that's uh, a $10 word right th- there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, folks. Welcome to the Oklahoma Baseball Experience, your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma Sooner Baseball. Hosted by the Sod Father himself, Johnny Baseball, and fellow berm bum, Brandon Schultz. It's time to unhitch the wagon and embrace the chaos. It's the Oklahoma Baseball Experience. Here we go. been a uh it's been an awesome week man since we had skip on that was uh that was an enjoyable podcast to make nothing but uh good responses so far um i think you know he gave a lot of good information gave us you know way more time than we asked for and uh man it was a ton of ton of fun that day and it's been a ton of fun since i think um i think there were a lot of people interested in it though right Oh, yeah. No, man. It's been one of our most uh, well-received episodes, even since the first one. It's now ranked number two in our uh, rankings of, of our top podcast. So I, I, it could not have gone better. But we also have another fantastic interview ahead of us today. We have uh, Easton Carmichael. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, man. No, thank you for, for joining us. How'd the, uh, how'd the workout go today? It was good. I mean, it was. It could have been a lot longer. Uh, we ended up going a little shorter, which was kind of nice on the bodies. I mean, this last kind of month or so has been been quite a grind. But no, today was a uh, today was good. It was a uh, good to play in front of some people with some music going and a little bit of atmosphere. So that's always fun to to have a little more closer to game like atmosphere, right? Oh yeah, no doubt, man. I was a bad fan. I apologize. I had to leave after the sixth. My uh, daughter's got cold, so. And we uh, we also took Doc to get a burger at uh, Classic Fifty, so oh, I think nice. I think we can be forgiven for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I don't, I don't blame you. It was cold. I showed up in short sleeves, and I get to the field and I start warming up. And I'm like, ah, let's go put it on some sleeves. It got it got cold quick. I went to go see my dad this morning and wore shorts, and I was like, it's not bad at all out here. Mm-hmm. But we all know how Eldell is, man. That thing's oh, yeah. a wind vortex. So oh yeah. Kind of, yeah, it just gets in there and starts spinning, and all of a sudden you're like, eh, it's chilly. Yeah, no doubt. So how many did you end up going? Uh, nine and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, something like that. We were supposed to go, I think it originally started like 12, and then it got bumped down to like 11, then it got bumped down to 10, and then I think it ended up getting bumped down again to either nine and a half or eight and a half. I can't remember the exact number. Boy, Easton, you're, you're getting interviewed right and left these days. No longer the freshman on the uh, on the media day. You're on the table. How's that feel? It's uh, I mean, it is kind of interesting now being in the spotlight. I could hide behind Braden a little bit last year, which was kind of nice. I can just do my own thing. But uh, I mean, it's it's a part of it. I mean, it's what you sign up for. It's kind of fun at the same time. It's uh, a little bit daunting at times because you're like, dang, like I gotta watch what I say now. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's fun. I mean, I think it's. Only as fun as you make it, and I've had fun with them. Did coming on the show last year help you in your media day coverage this year? <laughs> Absolutely, it did. Absolutely, I mean that was uh, that was probably my first really 
big interview. I mean, you get one or two questions um, kind of after games, but no, that was my first big one, and no, that was a good one. It was a hit, man. I think it's like four or five on the, the yeah. list. Yeah, that yeah, was it's a really good one. It was a good time of the season, too. You all were rolling at that point. I, I, I can't remember the exact series that it was, um, but yeah, it was it was a good time of the season. So you all were at the basketball game tonight signing some autographs? Yeah, we uh, we threw some shirts out. That's what I thought. I thought we were going to sign some autographs uh, a little bit of what we did last year, but no, we just uh, showed up. Uh, watched the game, uh, threw some shirts, got a little bit of recognition, and and that was about it. Got some four seats, so that was that was pretty cool. And uh, and the Sooners came out with a win against uh, the ugly school up north. So that's a that's a, always a good day, right? <laughs> right. That is. Do they ever day. do they ever talk to you guys about the t-shirt toss? Got to watch the got to watch the elbow. Don't try too hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the uh, the girl who was uh, kind of our guide for the night was like, uh, don't throw out your shoulders or elbows because I don't want to hear it from Skip later. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. I was like, I could probably punt this. I was, it was like folded up in like a little cylinder, and I'm like, oh, I could punt this, but no, I I just uh, hit a little bit of. Shoulder warm up and and we're good to go. What's your uh, strategy on the on the t shirt toss there, Easton? Are you are you the uh, the guy that is, uh, the crowd pleaser right in front of you, or are you trying to get it to people who didn't think they were going to get a t shirt tonight? Oh, I go to I go for the for the nosebleeds. Throw as nice. far as I can because I remember being one of those guys. So <laughs> I try to I try to throw it as far as I can. But then there's also a technique to it. You can't you can't throw it so hard that the t shirt unfolds. You got to throw it like. Mm happy medium where it's just enough where it stays compact and it goes far, but not so hard that it unfolds and it doesn't go anywhere. So there's a little bit of strategy to it. I've uh, trial and error from last year. Do you prioritize targets? Like, do you have like children or like hot chicks? <laughs> <laughs> I prioritize areas. Oh, okay. I don't good, good answer. on the court. The, the, the hot lights are coming down on you. And so you, <laughs> I, I can't see anything. So I'm like, all right, this area looks, look, looks pretty, pretty rowdy. So I'm gonna throw it over there. You got anybody that y'all make fun of whatever you do it? Like, Hey, you're not even trying, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So is, is the whole team or is it like a select few? Yeah, it was, it was the whole team. It was, uh, it was all of us. So yeah, it was, it was a good time. Lots of lots of shirts being thrown out. Okay, so Easton, how about autographs? When you sign autograph, what's your autograph game like? Oh, <laughs> funny or not, I learned my autograph really early on because when I was in high school, I mean, we'd have study hall or like a mandatory study hall. Well, being a good student, I was always on top of my work, right? And so I was, I'd just grab a piece of paper and I'd just start writing and not not writing stories, just writing writing signatures. <laughs> so. I'd literally be be spending 30 minutes just trying to perfect it. And so now I, I think I got it down. I mean, I just go, I go a little kind of uh, loopy E with the little tail and I go into the A, scribble to a T and then long tail off that, write the T and then go into the C either. It depends on baseball. Obviously you want to go all on one line, but if I'm off of baseball, I'll go kind of staggered uh, with the C kind of right below the, the a of the e so it's uh there's a there's a little bit of research and development in that signature a little bit but it's it's still trial and error at times i'm interested because i actually have one of your perfect game autographs (laughs) perfect game autograph cards yeah has it changed it has changed it has changed i can hold on i got a i got a piece of paper right here let me 
let me show you guys this. I mean, it has changed a little bit, but that was also the days where I was number 11. And obviously, I'm not number 11 anymore. Okay. And so it has changed a little bit, um, but not not much. It changed enough where like, all right, there's a change, but not enough to be like, all right, who's this guy? This is a different person. Yeah. Right, right. So did you say uh, you do the loopy E on the bottom of your E? Yeah, it kind of it's kind of like a circle or not a circle, but like a here we go. I mean, that's a that's a little quick. I don't know if you guys can see that a little bit. Let this be known. This is a audio only podcast. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> well, the, you can you can get you can see the autograph if you come to games. There you uh, go. And so Fair enough. Can, you guys can you guys can get that. But uh, no, it's it's changed a little bit, um, but it's still the body of it has stayed the same throughout the years. You know who has a good autograph? Jackson Willits actually has a, a pretty decent autograph for uh, for a young it. guy. I believe it. I mean, when you're when you grow up in a big league clubhouse, you you think it would be pretty good. Dad's dad's making you sign autographs at a young age, <laughs> right? Or he's teaching you, or he's teaching you how to sign it or write it. I mean, growing up in a clubhouse with Aaron Judge and and those guys, I mean, I bet he has he has some stories of them teaching him how to how to write a good one. I got to tell you guys something funny. I don't condone messing with weight staff, like abusing weight staff, but there is nothing that messes with people when you sign your receipt at a restaurant and you put your jersey number underneath it <laughs> i'm serious like I, I didn't tell my i it's just something i did since high school just to mess with people because like they, they're like why do you put it is that somebody famous <laughs> you know and so they'll, like they'll spend time like looking you up trying to figure out you know who the hell this person is <laughs> and so like i'd just done it since high school and i didn't tell my wife about it and she noticed one day that I was writing my number number seven underneath my name. That's and she's funny. like, why do you do that? And I told her, and she's like, you are an evil human being. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's funny. That's like, uh, I mean, when we go to uh, like a nice restaurant and you know how like they have the tablecloth. Well, they wash that tablecloth after every, every use, every customer that sits down. So what I've learned uh, is whenever you get your check, white tablecloth, right? They give you a pen, right? Well, you always sign the tablecloth because they wash it. And if it's with a pen, obviously not with a Sharpie, don't do that. But if it's just a normal ink pen, it comes out, it's, they wash it, they bleach it, whatever. So that's what, every time I go to a nice restaurant and they got a tablecloth, once I get the bill, I, 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 I pay the bill, right? Well, then on the on the tablecloth, I just write, like, whatever that memory for that dinner was or whatever. Um, like, one time, what was it? After Bedlam, we come back from Stillwater in the fall, and we go to the ranch. And, and so we just wrote, uh, like, 2023 Bedlam football game and we signed it and that was it and so it's just a little tidbit of something that i've always always done i mean it doesn't hurt it because they wash it but yeah yeah you're a vandal easton <laughs> you're a vandal uh well easton how was your off season i know that's something we important that we wanted to talk about you know um Got to see a little bit in the fall. Um, Johnny got to see you today. I was an even worse fan by not uh, traveling across state and being there. Uh, but we're going to Arlington next week, so we're all good. Oh, hey. uh, yeah. But how, how's your off season been? Any part of your game specifically that you really worked on? Yeah. Well, first off, I mean, I just I wanted to get healthy. I mean, uh, not many people know I broke my back in March when we were in Frisco last year, and I played all year on on a fractured back. Um, so that was the first thing was to get healthy. So that's when I took summer off. So after we, after the regional, um, get all the diagnostics, whatever, um, and then come home and I took all summer off. I didn't touch a baseball until I showed up 
in August, and even then, or check, I played catch and whatnot, but that was really light. I mean, to probably 60 feet every day or every other day or twice a week or whatever it was. Um, but then rehabbed all summer, um, showed up in camp, uh, on campus in August, um, like a buck 80, buck 75. I was skinny. I lost a bunch of weight. And then just kind of started to get back into things about middle to end of October. Um, we got our second MRI uh, middle of September, and they basically said, look, it's not healed. It's not fully healed, at least. Um, but you can either uh, continue what you're doing of just taking time off. You can start easing into things uh, with pain management, or you can get surgery. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get surgery. I'm too young, uh, and I don't think it's a big enough deal to get surgery. Um, I don't know if for my mental capacity and mental sake to continue to take time off. And it's been feeling good, so let's start uh, easing into things. So that's what we did um, in October, started easing into things. Never had any issues with that. And then uh, that last week before Christmas break, I finally got my final MRI, and it came back. Everything was was good, so I got fully cleared uh, right before Christmas, actually. So that was a good thing. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, of getting – uh, what what was the things I focused on? Obviously, like I said, getting healthy. Um, and then weight. Uh, I need to get my weight back. So I think now we're we're back up, which is good. Um, and then and then from there, it's it's really just fine tuning a lot of stuff. Obviously, catching I think can always get better, um, just because of the new arms and, and stuff like that. So it's building relationships with those guys throughout the fall. I think hitting, hitting's hitting. I think I've always had a feel for it, so it's, it's understand that that'll always be there. So let's let's get catching really, really solid. So yeah, catching. I changed a little bit how I received, a um, little bit kind of just mental cues for myself uh, that Diego's done a really good job with. I've enjoyed having him as a coach. Getting healthy was the biggest. Getting my weight back up, and getting stronger, um, and just some little fine tuning of, of catching that were the big ones for me. No, we had no idea you were injured. Yeah, no, nobody did. And that's what I was like, all right, I can't, I can't let anybody know this. I just got to get through the season and then, then we'll, we'll evaluate what I'm going to do next. But yeah, no, it was, it was hard. It got to a point where I wouldn't even take VP. I'd show up and play. Oh my. Yeah, Man. it was, uh, it was rough. But now that looking back, I, uh, I rag Reggie and Skip saying, you can't ever tell me I'm not tough anymore. Oh no! We applaud your tenacity, man. Yes, that's, yeah. that's something else. That's a bl- blueprint on how to hit three oh six as a freshman, I guess. <laughs> Just <laughs> in, my right. gosh, uh, Homer in the regional. Yeah, yeah. So really yeah, couldn't it was, tell it, man. We pieced it together, but no, it was it was quite something. It was something that I'll remember. Can but, everybody yeah. else injure their back in, in March? What's that? Can everybody else go ahead and injure their back in March? <laughs> I'll let Willits or somebody know. <laughs> no, you were talking about you know, building relationships. You know, what's it been like, uh, you know, receiving these new guys like Gurton and Davis and even like one of the youngsters like uh, Golston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're all guys that obviously are, are really talented and uh, a lot of people were looking forward to getting on campus. And I mean, Golson, I'll start off with him. Golson being a young guy, a draft guy out of high school, a guy that we thought we might lose. Um, I mean, when he showed up, you're like, all right. He had he had a little bit of uh, stuff going on, so he rehabbed all fall. So, but 
I mean, just talking with him and, and playing catch during his rehab, I'm like, all right, this guy's special. This guy has has a feel of what he's doing. Um, and he's somebody that I've clicked with pretty well, too, is uh, just because of where we're from. So we know a lot of the same people, know a lot of the same areas, played against a lot of the same people. Um, so I, I've clicked with him pretty quickly just off that aspect. And then obviously as he's getting healthier and catching a lot of him rehabbing because we were rehabbing the same time. So, I mean, I'd get all of my rehab work with him while he did a lot of his rehab work with me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've clicked with him pretty quick and it's pretty easy to tell that he's somebody that's going to be really special. Um, if not this year, which I think he'll eat some innings for us this year, if not this year, definitely next year and the years to come. And then, Gurton, uh, yeah, another another guy that I feel like I've clicked with pretty well because I think our sense of humors are pretty similar to each other. Um, he he's a guy that same thing. He's he's pretty pretty solid in between the years, and a guy that I feel like I can be up forward and honest with, and I feel like he can be that with me and catching his bullpens and catching them throughout the fall and even early here in the spring. It's just been I think our connection's gotten way better because. He understands that he can trust me and I can trust him of, of what we're doing. And then, I mean, I can go down the list for every single pitcher we got. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have a notebook of, of every single guy we have, of cues, of what they like, what they don't like, and, and et cetera. But, yeah, I mean, building connections is crucial just because of that's how I feel like they can trust me and I can trust them to, to do their job just the same. So that's some elite level stuff, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Who, uh, who, you know, you, you catch guys. So you obviously have the book on them. You kind of know their tendencies. Who do you not like to face? <laughs> Hitting wise? I mean, man, there's so many, uh, cause I mean, I feel like everybody we've rolled out there in the spring has just lit up the gun and, and really have some special stuff. I mean, luckily enough, I've only had to face Lambert like twice. I think he got me out once. And I think I walked once. Um, that's just because you don't, you're not going to face 99 to 100 every day. So that's a, uh, that's a little quick. Um, Has anybody gotten hit by him yet? No, <laughs> not that I remember. Um, and if it has, it hadn't been by the fastball. It's probably been by a slider or something that's nicked somebody, but no, I don't think so. And then, I mean, the twins are, are, are super talented. I mean, they both really gifted arms, really gifted stuff. Um, I mean, Pruitt, Pruitt's probably the biggest. I mean, what's funny is I, I played Pruitt in high school. And I hit a home run off of him in high school, um, and I still rag him to this day. But right now he has my number. Just I cannot see what's coming out of his hand. And it's one of those that's like – and I can't take him seriously when I'm, when I'm hitting off of him because I know him, and I know him really well. And so it's just like, man – like he kind of he kind of has my number. Same with loads. Jet has my number too a little bit, and so we rag each other off of that. But we've been hearing a lot about Jet. Yeah, Jet season. Jet's had a good good spring so far, and I'm excited to to see him compete uh, with on the same team instead of having to face him. But uh, I mean, our guys that we're we've been rolling out of are definitely something special than that we hadn't had uh, at least from when I was here last year. I feel like uh, Hit responded really well to Jackson taking him yard. I mean, I know we don't like to see that. We like to see it out of Jackson. We don't like to see it out of Hit. But mm-hmm. I feel like he responded really well to it because, I mean, all in all, four and you know, a four-zero game in how many innings? Did you say play eight and a half? Uh, yeah, eight and a half or nine and a half. That's not bad, man. 
Oh, no, not, not, not a bad day at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, because yeah. that's, I mean, that's four runs in 17 innings, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah I mean, I think, yeah, he, he, Jamie did settle in really well. Uh, and that's what, I think it's one of those two. I mean, we've played each other so much just through the fall and through the spring uh, since January 16th or whatever it was when we came back. And it's just like, man, I think we're all just overplaying each other and we just want to play somebody else. And it's like, and, and we got the book on everybody. Everybody knows what everybody throws. Everybody knows the pitch shape to everybody. So it's just like, I mean, it's just we're, we're so used to facing each other. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those, everybody's just so ready to, to play somebody else. And it's finally now game week starting in about, what is that? About five hours, about four hours. So we're, we're excited, man. Uh, we got a lot of good guys. A lot they, need have guys. Some, they need to have some sort of like fall mini league for you guys. Instead of just playing a couple games against, you know, like uh, I, I like when y'all play McLennan. I think they're, you know, pretty good, good squad for, you know, being Juco or whatever. But I mean, I think you guys need to, to play a couple, you know, like other teams that you might face throughout the season, you know. I think it'd be fun if y'all played Oklahoma State in the fall. Could raise money doing it. I know what a few years ago they did Arkansas in the fall, which I'm like, man, that would be sweet. Go up to Fayetteville for the day, or even uh, them come here and actually have a make a legitimate. I mean, you could do two seven inning games or whatever, and make it a legitimate kind of game and atmosphere, and that would be that would be sweet. Um, they did they did Arkansas in back to back years. Because mm-hmm. the first one was in Fayetteville. That's where I got uh, a yeah. uh, tread doing the horns down. Mm-hmm. That's where I got that gift from. And I think that's and I think that's when Cavalli opened the game up at like one hundred or something like that. Yeah, no, he blew some people away, and and we played really well during that game too. Mm-hmm. I think we beat the snot out of them. Yeah, but the following year they were supposed to come to uh, Bricktown and play there, and it got got canceled. Yeah, I mean. Playing more games in the fall definitely would be fun because, I mean, it, again, it gets boring playing each other because <laughs> we start butting heads after after a while because we're just tired of it. You know, that's what I was about to ask is what is how is everybody's attitude heading into uh, Arlington? Because, you know, you guys are playing. I mean, this is pretty hot and heavy pretty quick with Oregon and Tennessee and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think we're ready to go. I mean, like I said, we got a bunch of – bunch of good pieces and parts that I think we can genuinely make a, a solid run and go freaking win the thing. I mean, everybody in the clubhouse talks about it and, and we we're starting to believe it. I mean, again, I just, I can't, I can't keep going away from not giving credit to, to the guys. I mean, it's just, it's evident. It is so evident that, that the mindsets there, the, the talents there, mentalities there. I mean, that's that's all we talk about really right now is just let's get the same rolling. Let's just go beat people's brains in. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys do have a good mix with uh, we we were talking about this a little bit uh, a, a while back about how there is a a slight feel to the twenty twenty two team because you kind of got the the older guys and AMAC and um, KP uh, Madrons. You know, I guess he's he, you could kind of put him in. And the older, but not necessarily around for a long time. And then you got some of the younger contributors that you know are going to be good. So there's a, a little bit of a feeling of of maybe that uh, that magic. So we're excited for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you got your mix. You got your a good mix of it. And 
I mean, I think we're all ready to, to pave our own way. I mean, yeah, we still, we still look at 2022, their mentality and, and uh, what made them so successful. But at the same time, I feel like we're a different, different team. We get different parts and, and we understand that that's, that's all in the past. I mean, obviously they did, they did what they did, but those people aren't here anymore. And so now it's, it's our turn to uphold what, what we do in, in chaos, so to speak. Easton, we really appreciate joining us, man. Uh, I can't let you go though without asking: Have you updated the uh, candle catalog? <laughs> Absolutely. I actually got one burning right now. It's uh, hold on, let me let me look at this. Uh, it's called it's <laughs> called Fireside. This one, see, this one was a this one was a uh, a winter edition that I hadn't properly burned because I uh, I got it I think around Thanksgiving, and so I burnt it all kind of at three weeks we were back before break and then when i left obviously i was gone for a month and so i have to catch back up so i'm i'm burning all my old ones before i can crack out my new ones but i mean i got i got fireside going and then i have see that's under the christmas tree that's an old one do you do you have wick scissors easton no i don't i i actually i've been looking at them because i got my mom for christmas me and brayden pit, uh, pitched in we got the the company the company is called big ass luxuries okay it's a it's kid you not it's a company it is literally their sole thing is massive candles and this candle is i don't, I don't know how to like explain like the size relativity but it's massive it's like you know you know you know what like the xboxes like the the new xboxes that kind of look like a black little like fridge kind of yeah, I have one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have one. So it's like that, but double it, and it's a candle. Jeez, my gosh! It was it was like three hundred bucks, but it was it like the the burn time is like over a thousand hours, and so it's it, it's at home and it's in our like center island, and uh, it has like four wicks. You have to like the rule. They, it came like a, with like a whole little like pamphlet of like rules of how to burn it properly. It's a generational <laughs> candle. Oh yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty sweet. And I mean, this thing weighed so much. It came in a massive box and I had to get my little dolly out. Not actually, but I mean, you could use a little dolly to, to lug it around, but it's, uh, it's massive, but no, that thing was sweet. And then what is this one? This one is a, this one's warrior spirit. This one was a war stick. You guys know the brand war stick? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were telling us about war stick last time. Yeah. I still got that one. This one, this is. I can't burn this one often because I, I don't know when I'm going to get another one. So I'll only burn it like when I really, really want to, because that it's it also smells good. And I just don't know when I'm going to get another one. Now, um, is that the same war stick as like the baseball brand? Yes. Yeah. So Ben Jenkins, the owner of it, when we were there last year in Frisco, um, we had a, a dinner at, at the, the actual headquarters and they have a store attached to it, obviously. And so, we started looking around and I got talking to him and I said, you, you make candles? He said, yeah. I said, how much? He said, just take it. I said, no way. And so, yeah, that's how I got hooked up with this one. And I mean, since that last podcast, what was that? That was in May of last year. Mm -hmm. I've probably burnt this like three times since it's special occasion, special occasion. I feel like we may have just admitted to an NCAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because he's he's friends he's friends with my dad, so there's there's a connection. There you there. go. I've known I've known him since I was like three years old. So 
we're good. Okay. Also, also, I mean, you're advertising for them, so right. I mean, exactly. they need to hit you with an nil, man. Exactly. I, no joke. That is something you need to hook up for sure. Yeah, that'd be sweet. What else do I got down here? I got the um, see, no, that's a Thanksgiving. That's pick of the patch. Um, this one is a. You know, uh, this will air before Valentine's Day, Easton. What uh, what candle do you suggest for for the big day? Oh. Mm-mm. I think I've I've landed in the wheelhouse here. I got I got more. I got more. Hold on. What what is this one? Black tie. Black tie is my favorite. I think we went over that last Yeah, time. we did. You, yeah. you you mentioned black tie. That sounds perfect for Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, black tie is pretty good. It depends. I think you gotta you gotta know your your lady a little bit. If, does she like something sweet? Does she like something more like manly smell? I mean, for mine, my girlfriend likes more like something like really subtle. Like so, like this fireside's really nice because it's not, it's not super, super. I guess in your face, so to speak, and it's not sweet, so it's like super, like dense, like really low key scent. So like that's why I like black tie though too. And then like cypress and amber, cypress and amber. That'd be, that'd be a good one too because this one, this one's a clean smell, but it's also kind of. Uh, it says dark cypress, smoked amber, fresh bergamot. So what gonna, is what is bergamot? I do not know what Bergamon is. It's uh mm-hmm. no, I don't think this is that's not accurate. This is like <laughs> orange. That's, that's not, not accurate. That's not no, accurate. I think it is. I think it's a the Bergamon is a citrus fruit native to southern Italy. It looks it's looks like an orange, but it's colored as a lemon. It's it's a yellow orange essentially. Wait, no, that actually might be accurate. I'm not am I getting a little citrusy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think. See, I think you can't ever go wrong with uh, a good a good oak smell or, or teak wood or even driftwood. Just kind of something really low key. Now, I mean, yeah, do you have any tobacco really... candles? What's up? Do you have any tobacco candles? No, I don't. I actually, I uh, I want one Dallas. of those. Back in Dallas, I do. I want one of those. I want a Woodwick. Uh, Leather and tobacco candle. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a. Uh, it's not a woodwick though. Woodwicks are cool. I've had a woodwick. I think they're. I think all those ones are in Dallas. Um, but yeah, I have. I have a few. Do you guys know what a pura is? No. So a pura, and this is what I've learned too, is a pura is a wall. Strap plug. in here, folks. We're getting taken taken for a ride. A pura is a wall plug-in, okay? And it's not like a wallflower. It's wallflowers are the things with like the little bulb, you know, that you screw in. No. Yeah, no, this is a different company and it it's a it's a plug-in and you get these little oil, like essential oil kind of comes with this like little thing, okay? And you plug this in and it has like a little uh like piece of cotton that you clip into this pura and then you can control it like from your phone. Yep. And it talks oh, or yeah. uh and like you can set it on like schedule. So like right now, I have what what flavor is this one? This is one I have going. You are really deep down the candle rabbit hole. You see, yeah, yeah. this I is incredible. No, this I is... I googled it, and you can put multiple scents in there. It looks like, yeah. and so yeah, you, you can, can... Put two at a time. <laughs> yeah, trade off. This one's called confidence, but uh, that scent. But yeah, you plug it in, and I have it running on like a schedule. So like. From about, it's like 8 a.m. I go from about like 8 to 9. Like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. I run it on a schedule at the, like the lowest smell. 
or like the lowest like intensity they call it and it smells my whole room it smells great and so then whenever i light a candle it doesn't rival the smell the candle will over overtake the smell 100 and so you won't have any mixing because mixing will give me a headache but yeah it's perfect and it's like right when i open my door to my room too so like right when i open my door i get a big and so it smells good it always smells good those are my new ventures that pure is sweet and then it's like two it has like a little light too so if if you need a little nightlight or something it's perfect i don't keep the light on but it's an option and like you can change colors into stuff so this is another another avenue we need to seek an nil for man i know could be a spokesperson for them when you're done with baseball you need to be selling puras oh no that's right because i mean this one this flavor is a james harden flavor so he's he's working with them i mean there you go man yeah Easton, I do want to ask you one more thing. Actually, it's you know this is kind of a group think here. So I don't know if you know this, but you were tied for fourth in the nation for triples last year as a catcher, which is incredible. Um, on a bad back, nonetheless. Can we set an over under for triples this year for Easton? I'm game with that. So what what, what are we putting the line on? Wait, yeah. what, what what's the over under? Are we saying over under four? I don't know. Um, yeah, let's let's do over under four. I'm saying over. I think I got the over on that one. Because I'm saying we're saying we got the first. I got the first like three of those four triples in like the first like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I think I got the over on that one. Makes in a little uh, a few stolen bags on that too. So basically, Brandon and I have to root against you getting four triples, or five triples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna be like we're gonna be out there on the berms like hold up, keep it to a double. Stay, yep. stay, stay, stay. Hold him up, man. We'll have to talk to Russ. That's right. That's all <laughs> we'll I have to talk to Russ. I think I can get five. And what's the stolen bags? Stolen bags, I think, are at four. That's definitely going to be an over. Oh, I believe I'd take the over on that one for sure. That's you no got question. That. You got that easy. I think I got four in one day the other day. <laughs> wow. That's awesome, man. Well, Easton, we won't take up any more of your time. We really appreciate you joining us, man. I appreciate you guys. This was awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see you guys down in Arlington. Let's get this show moving. We're ready for it, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Hi, Johnny Baseball here, and I've got a few questions. Do you often feel like you're overworked and doing too much? With the lack of pizza and beer in your life bringing you down? If the answer to these questions is yes, then maybe it's time for you to see the doc. Doc B, to be exact. Doc B and his pizza party are the cure for what ails you. Take that overwhelming feeling you have and focus that energy into being a firm bum. Where your only worry is what kind of pizza you're going to order or how many beers you're going to pound. So join us on the berms at Eldale Mitchell Park, where the best medicine is to have a pizza party. Uh, once again, another great, great uh, segment with one of our, our ball players. I always enjoy this stuff, man. Getting to talk to these guys, the access that we've been given is uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, no, it's always always a lot of fun. Easton is uh, is certainly one of the uh, one of the more fun we we have on here. He's uh, very forthcoming, and uh, you know he's 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 moved on from our little podcast, and now he's sitting at the the big table at Media Day. I feel like it's uh, he did like a solid eight minutes on candles. I don't really open Pandora's box there. Yeah, there's some passion behind that. Some true passion. We, uh, we might need to be some candle sales on the berms this year in his his name. Yeah, should 
should we uh should that be a thing we just light a bunch of candles after his home runs uh you know like church candles the votives um, yeah, 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 and 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 hand them out. So when he hits a home run, we light up the candles. You gotta, you gotta learn your uh, candle shapes, man. I gotta what? You gotta learn your candle shapes. Oh, we got votives. We've got sticks. We've got. <laughs> I don't even know what the like woodwick, right? Yes, woodwick. Woodwicks are cool. But no, man, it, it's always great to have these guys. And and yes, you're exactly right. Easton is uh, always uh, fun to have as a guest. So it was great. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the weekend. Is as uh, Austin or Easton wished us well heading down there because that's going to be a fun weekend, man. Yeah, it's also our first weekend preview. Yeah, no. How exciting is that? Right, it's going to be fun. I, I sound like Christopher Walken right now, but no, I uh, I'm ready to talk about these guys because. This is a pretty heavy start to the season. Anytime you got Oregon and Tennessee back to back, and I mean, I know that Nebraska's not really a, much to shake a stick at, but I mean, you can't underestimate your opponents anytime you do that. You set no. yourself up for a disaster. So mm-hmm. let's take a look at it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we certainly can start off with Oregon, and, um, you know, I, I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of them since I got to watch them three times at the end of last year. And, um, you know, they lost so much of their offense. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how they fare offensively this year. Um, they did lose every single one of their qualified 300 hitters from last year. So that's that's tough because um, their, their bread and butter last year was definitely um, their offense. Uh, but they did have a lot of good young pitching um, that just hadn't quite developed yet at the end of last year. So... Um, I'm kind of, kind of, it's one of those things. I'm kind of glad that it's not maybe a three game series against them because I think their strength is in their, in their pitching. Um, But, uh, you know, I think we could, we could outdo them in, 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 uh, in an offensive showdown. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the Walsh kid is the like only guy that returns with any significant playing time, like only one that could be considered like a, an everyday cat. So they, they had a massive turnover, like you said. So, I think that, you know, guys, we got to take a, you know, we really need to look out for those two, you know, fourth year or fifth year juniors, the uh, guys who were injured last year, Gordon and Aeon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're probably going to slot in the weekend roles now for him. Uh, but like you said, all that youth that was there last year in the pitching staff, I mean, hopefully it doesn't all have a sophomore slump, you know? So uh, we're going to be catching a, so it, this is one of those teams where they're, Seeing the uh, the suffers of the transfer portal and the uh, the riches of the transfer portal because they played it pretty well too, so uh, that's that's going to be a hell of a ball game to start things off with. I uh, I've got us picked to win it, so I think it's mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a fun way to start the season. Yeah, I'd also agree. I think we've got a, a really good opportunity to win that one, and um, you know I feel like if you the weekend oddly and I mean it's it's kind of weird to say it, the weekend hinges on something because it's not like it's a uh, you know if we if we do poorly in this uh in Arlington that the whole season's bust or anything like that but you know I think the Oregon game you know if you win that game you feel really good about going two and one um or or three and oh but definitely you feel really good about winning that weekend if you lose that one then you got to go face Tennessee the next day and boy that's that's going to be a they're going to be a solid squad this year 
you know, I also think that this is a weekend where maybe Nebraska is the only one who's going to really put forth an, like, you know, postseason type effort. You know, I think OU is going to do what OU wants to do this weekend, regardless of scores. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to, you know, lean on pitching as, as much as we can. We've heard Skip say that these guys, you know, we're, we don't have pitchers anymore that like to go five, six, seven innings. So if we see, you know, uh, Hit or or Davis or Gurton go out there and you know only take, do three or four, but they're real competitive innings and they turn it over to one of our you know first guys out that we've talked about before. I, I think we're just need to stick to our game plan and you know do as Skip says, see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm, you know, I think last year I was certainly more focused and honed in at the beginning of the year on the pitching staff just to see what we would actually have. Uh, kind of from getting gutted in, in 2022. But, you know, this year, I think my eyes are going to be a little bit more on the offense. You know, how are, you know, what are, what are we going to come out doing? Um, you know, how aggressive are we going to be early in the season? Um, you know, and really looking back on the last two years, I think the offense has really gotten off to a bit of a slow start both seasons. I know um, last year, I think Anthony McKenzie and, um Butter were the two that were really, you know, promote and Easton actually as well, really pushing the offense forward until some guys got going. So yeah. I'm I'm interested to see if we come out hot this year. No, no, and I I think we can. First of all, this is Eldale South. You know, as we've seen it called on Twitter, and uh, you as far as Texas Tech and uh, Baylor go, they know this park was really well too. So I mean, I feel like the Big Twelve should really come out on the winning side of this weekend. Uh, Tennessee's that really that big X factor as far as you know, does the College World Series Tennessee team show up, or does the first week of the season Tennessee show up? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be fun. I I I am so excited to play really highly competitive baseball right off the bat. Uh, and then, you know, and in Tennessee, like I said, that's a, that's a team that made it to Omaha last year. Anytime you're playing against teams like that, that's uh, iron sharpens, sharpens iron. That's good on good. You know? So that's, that's what the, these are the kinds of teams we want to see. And like Brandon said, I mean, if we get blown out of the park, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we might feel pretty bad, but I don't think that's going to happen this weekend. I think we got three competitive games where we should stay competitive the whole time. And if we can do that, and if we can come out of here with, you know, a, a, you know, one, two or two, one or three, a weekend, obviously we're going to be, be happy regardless. Cause I, it's a young season. We're going to have a lot of guys who are just working themselves back into, into shape. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. Cause I like our chances of going to an O. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. And, and yeah, I, I think, we've talked about it a little bit before maybe it was on the uh the schedule preview episode but when you look at Tennessee even if you lose that game you know you have a competitive game against Tennessee it's a lot like LSU was a couple of years back where um you know you you took them to extra innings it was super competitive and it was kind of maybe that game where you looked at it and you're like yeah we can play with anyone so yeah. that's those those games are always good for me it's not necessarily always I mean you want to win every game but it's not always necessarily about did we win every single game it's like what did our losses look like as well well I mean I also feel like the Saturday night is somebody in OU's staff's uh you know fancy night you know fancy, here's your one chance fancy don't let me down you know because yeah. I'm serious because like yeah. 
that's your chance. You 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 show out in that game against Tennessee, you have a good night. You're going to be on some radars for the rest of the year. Yeah, I haven't looked at. Um, I don't. I seriously doubt it's even out yet. But I'm I'm assuming that some of these games are going to be on on ESPN. Well, are they though, or are they going to be on D1? Not to badmouth D1, but I feel like I don't know. I, they may I, be the ones broadcasting our games this weekend, or are they doing the Shriner Classic, I or it's on Flow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think it would be at least on ESPN Plus. You'd hope, but I feel um, like I saw OU tweet out that some of these games were going to be on ESPN Plus. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let me go. Let's go look. Talk for a minute, Brandon. Yeah. While I use the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you would think that they would start putting some of this. I mean, the ratings. We've heard it before but the ratings from last year's college world series and um the ratings for college baseball in general just continue to absolutely go through the roof but no yeah it's all they're all scheduled for flow are Um, they really yeah lovely lovely we're gonna have some angry fans god i need to turn my phone off because you know and i'm sorry i'm gonna offend some people but you know the olds are gonna be texting me johnny how do i get the game this weekend brother you and and I'll take, up. and you know what I'll do? I will take time to help these people because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. Every year, man, I do it. Every year I help them. But here's the thing. Isn't it a little frustrating if you if you pay for ESPN Plus that you can't see OU Oregon and Arlington on ESPN Plus? It's a crime. It's criminal. It is. It's. I mean, it's almost like the blackout in the Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's the worst thing in the world. So D1 baseball will actually be covering the Las Vegas college baseball. Oh, oh, so we'll have to watch it on that. Yeah. All right. So, huh. A lot of, uh, most of the other games I'm seeing though are on. Grow the game, Brandon. Grow the game. Golly. I'm telling you, it really, I mean. Let's let's put these high profile games on some obscure AS streaming service. That yeah. nobody who watches college baseball, because let's be honest, it is an old man's game. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Like yeah. our biggest demographic is 35 to 45 year olds, Brandon. It's probably not that not far off from what college baseball is. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Flow flow TV. Um go ahead and do your obligatory um creating an email. Username and password. Gnashing of teeth. I can hear it now, man. Get get in. Don't forget to cancel your subscription immediately. Um, <laughs> We're telling them how to subvert fees. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, All right. So, what you got to do is get yourself a VPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah. And then, I mean, I, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on those first two games or Tennessee, but I, I, I go one and one or, or two and oh in that and you're you're gonna be feeling pretty good. Who do you um, think like starts that game? Huh? Who do you think starts that game? Tennessee. For Tennessee or for us? For us. Oh, I think it's gonna be Girton. You think so? Yeah. All right. I you know, I mean, there's been so many different starting rotations given out. I mean you and I have given ours. I've heard others, but uh, I mean I think that's the night that hit really uh really shows the country what he's made of, you know. Because like uh-huh. I said, you do well yeah. in that game, man. You're going to be on some on some lists for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Then uh, round it out with Nebraska on 
Sunday at three o'clock, I believe. I'm gonna or, give no, these people. Oh, it's ten o'clock, man. We got the early game. Yeah, we got the early game. Are you watch you staying for the rest of them? Yeah, I probably will because I um we have uh, Monday off for work, so I'm I'm probably gonna hang out around there for a while. So I don't think my kids have school the next day, but I know that my wife will probably be having separation anxiety. Yeah, and probably I will too. So uh, I think we're probably gonna end up jetting after that early game. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm and I'm probably in, I I don't know how many Nebraska fans listen to our podcast, but. Uh, we were talking before this episode recorded or that before we started recording that we're doing our show notes and yeah, I can go to Nebraska's uh, webpage, right. And I can try to extrapolate information from there, what I need to to find. But I also like finding stuff all in a neat little package. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult to find on the internet, a big 10 season preview, man. Am I to understand that we, uh, we just didn't make (laughs) a big 10 season preview anywhere on the internet. It's it might be pot. It's not really a big deal to the big baseball is not a uh, a big sport for the Big Ten, which might change now since they're um, enveloping golfing UCLA and U- USC. yeah USC and um, and to you oh. uh, new new college baseball fans USC was once the gold standard of college baseball, but has now since fallen into obscurity. So. Hashtag West Coast sports are dead. Right. That's that's exactly. been my my same mantra. with UCLA, man. UCLA has more national yeah. titles than pretty much anybody, and they uh, just have not been themselves the past couple of years. Now they've had more recent success than USC, that's for sure. Arizona State, I mean, you, Arizona State when I was growing up was a powerhouse at baseball, and they definitely have not been um, where they where they typically are um, historically. So, uh, but Brandon, yeah. how, how old are you again? 31. I forget. You're 31. Okay, yeah. so you're eight years, maybe sometimes nine years younger than me, right? I'm bringing down the demographic. Yes, you are. But I, you're also a hope for a future generation, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when you were a kid, like, who was the college baseball team that, like, you told everybody you wanted to play for? I, I mean, honestly, because of um, my – I was very self-aware as a younger person. I would probably have said – anywhere that I can, but I would have, oh. I, I really did want to play at Oral Roberts if I could have. Such a mature answer, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to play at Oral Roberts if I could have, and they had some, they had some really good teams around that time, um, super regional teams, um, but uh, I think, I, I do remember Arizona State being, at that time, um, when I was in, like, middle school and early high school, being really, really, really good, yeah. and that's where a lot of the guys that, you know, in the the east side of the state we're all talking about visits and um some guys had committed there that were like you know some of the best guys in the um in the state and so yeah arizona state was definitely probably it what about you there were three schools when i was a kid that i wanted to play college baseball for number one was rice Mm. the rice owls like i wanted nothing more than to be a rice owl like i thought they were the coolest team in the world and then they had to come play, we had to play, they played OU, and I, like, immediately fell off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the second one was uh, Arizona State, of course. I always thought they were neat. I was like, their colors when I was a kid. Uh, always, just, I mean, I always saw them on TV all the time. It was, like, the only college baseball they showed was pretty much postseason, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the final one was Florida State. Like they were Florida State was oh, really man. good. Yeah. And rest in peace, coach. You know, oh, they, yeah. 
That was sad. So many people dropping, man. Mm-hmm. This is not a good time for for our communities right now. Well, yeah, and I and I love the rice call out. That's a that's a great one. Rice that that is a, a program that um, needs to get back on the national stage because they, they were, were so good, good for man. so long. Oh yeah, and you know and when I see them on TV, I'll always watch them. So uh, no, that's, those were the teams I thought were neat. I always like to ask people that because like just hearing what different generations of players of you know players and what you liked when you were younger, it's neat to hear that. So yeah. But yeah, no man, we uh we got a hell of a week ahead of us. I mean, uh, it's gonna creep. I know it, but Friday will be here before we know it. Well, heck, this this week's gone quickly. Yeah, it this, did. This week went really, really quickly. So, and we we I would say, you know, one thing before we uh before we exit here, um, really appreciate all the callouts on on Twitter about the episode and and letting I us know that you you enjoyed it. I mean. We we talked about this back when we were first starting the uh, the Twitter Spaces, and it was just like you know, especially the first the first few of them, we never know who would show up, and it was just like, well, we just might be two guys talking about college baseball for a while, and yeah. uh, and and so it's it's pretty cool to see that people actually hear that people enjoy it, and um, I think the the episodes pushing an absurd amount of listens within less than a week. So yeah, we're pushing a thousand right now, man. We're pushing a thousand yeah. listens, thousand which listens. Is, for a little niche podcast for a college baseball, baseball team. That's pretty dang good, man. And I yeah. mean, in to, on top of that, we're pushing close to 10,000 listens overall. So that is, I mean, we're, we're getting there, man. That is amazing. That, that that makes you feel good. It's also you know like and like you said, man. We've talked about this before. We do not like care. We don't we don't want the accolades. That's not what we're here for. It's nice to see that people listen to it. But what really makes me feel awesome is like when we're at a ball game and you know we're talking to uh, the the Crookses, right? And JP finally gets to meet Jimmy Crooks today. Like JP's a big Jimmy Crooks fan, and he got to meet him today. Yeah. That's the kind of thing we are trying to build with this. Bridge that gap between the players, the fans, alumni. You know, we're talking about the Oklahoma Baseball Club. Uh, JP today, today, first thing out of his mouth when Darby was on his, I love the emails that I get because I'm a part of that. Because yeah. that's exactly what happened the last two weeks. We got a private PR sesh with Skip Johnson that he did just for us. It's like a, you know, 45 seconds to two, three minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just for us. We got access to the media day, man, before anybody else did. We had the YouTube links for everybody else. And so I got to thank Darby for that. But I really appreciate everyone who's reached out this week. Uh, this has been absolutely a blast to make. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get a bit bigger from here. Talking to that's, and that's what I was going to bring up about JP. Uh, he heard that Toby or, or that uh, Coach Johnson, you know, wants the couch guys back. So he's got a, a couch that he was getting rid of, and now he's going to reupholster it red and bring about bring back the red couch guys. That is awesome. So it's, it's stuff like that. You know, seeing all the people out at the ballpark today, we didn't do that. The players did that. But it's nice to see that there's a buzz around the program again, and it's, yeah. it's great. So really appreciate everybody, and it's uh, hopefully this week I, week goes by super fast, and uh, we'll see you in Arlington. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner.